When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, 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 would you look at that? The $4 available for Luke Littler as he was down the set is now $1.66 as he's won the second and he stormed out to a two-leg to nothing lead. He's got a break in the third already, man. i tell you what's funny is uh, hearing the Ali Pally crowd boo the world number one in Luke Humphreys. They just want this fairy tale to be complete. And actually, who can blame them? The year is young, but it's definitely contender for the best sports story this year at the very least. I wonder how long that'll last. Why don't we ask a uh, well, a reputable sports journalist and Alex Chapman from News Hub. G'day, Chappy, how are you? I'm a bit nice thing you've ever said about me. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah. yeah, look, 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 yeah. it can be young. It, it is. It is, it, is it, you know, is it like... Um, because darts is always, I think what's interesting about it is darts always gets its run at this time of year, but this feels a lot different, doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> yeah, when the guy who's going to be contending for the world title and may now end up winning the world title is a 16-year-old who looks older than you and I combined <laughs> um, and whose <laughs> who's lifestyle consists of playing darts in a pub where he can't buy a pint then going home and playing Xbox with a kebab, um, then, you know, Poms especially are going to are gonna jump onto that bandwagon. And, you know, we, we absolutely love an underdog story in New Zealand, don't we? So I can see why Kiwis have as well. It's just incredible because he's decided he's going to be a professional darts player, so then he's done everything humanly possible to look like one. And he's only 16. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like he worked backwards, and it's, it's quite funny. And... and I just said to Joe before, I said, you know, if there was going to be a um, eligibility birth certificate passport scandal, like I'm not <laughs> saying it's on my bingo card, but I, I don't know. And then Joe made the point, no, it's, he is 16. He's just decided he's going to be a dance player, so he looks like that. So it's, it's, there's two theories working. Uh, Joe's done well there like that. Maybe he's been from Button. Maybe all the time when he's still playing in like 40 years actually look like a 16-year-old. He's just going, yeah, he's doing everything in the reverse. But, hey, I, I'd, I'd love seeing, I'm going to sound like real boomerish here, but um, love seeing like, teenagers going out and just having a crack, you know, And because a lot of the time, yeah, I think people are a bit, and you, you and I are big um, pushers of this, of, of people just having a crack rather than you know, sitting down and just waiting for things to be handed to them, that, you know, at 16 years old, that he has really, you know, grabbed the ball by the horns and said, yeah, I want to be a professional darts player. And the way I'm going to start by doing that is looking like one rather than actually playing good darts. Good one. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a, it feels like there's a natural segue there with into your relationship with Finn Allen's continued selection, but maybe that's a bit too much what? heat no. to offer. No. 18, 18 minutes. So I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, so I won't. There's a good text here for you, Chabby. Hi, guys. If you had to pick a bo- one bowler out of Cummins, Lily or McGrath in their prime, which one would you pick? This came through from Barry about 90 minutes Ooh. ago. And I have hung yeah. on to it because you're the perfect person to talk to about this. 
knowing your um your pub your pub chat record. You love this stuff, and it's a very good question because the cum dog he is absolutely firing at the moment. He is on a serious heater, and he he just seems to be a, like going to a place where he can't do anything wrong, which is weird because. Uh, as Australian cricket cricketer, like inherently, we try to pick holes in him, but I just I kind of can't with this guy. But first of all, he's not the cum dog, and we need to stop using that term. Not because it's inappropriate, but because that's reserved for Jason Cummings, the footballer. So Pat Cummings uh, is, is not that. Pat Cummings is Winks. You come on, you love that nickname. You love yeah, it. If anyone's going to love that nickname, it's going to be you. Um, yeah. yeah. First of all, yeah. I think. Yes, I love a power ranking chap starters. Uh, all, all three have very similar averages, um, but McGrath takes far more wickets than any than either of those. So I think he finished on five sixty. Or Lily was three fifty five, and Cummins has only just gone past two fifty. So there's still a long way there for Cummins to go. I think. Um, well, unfortunately, I never got to see Lily play, and having only seen highlights and clips of him, he was he was seriously special, and I found it quite interesting that. On Fox's coverage yesterday, Kerry O'Keefe was saying that if he was to have that discussion on Lily v Cummins, he'd say he'd rather Lily in England, Cummins in Australia, and Kerry O'Keefe had seen both of those plays. That, that's, that's fair to say, probably. Um, him and Cummins are probably more similar than McGrath, and I, I loved McGrath. I love the story of McGrath coming down in the caravan and just this big, tall, fast bowler who hits a length, um, uses his height, gets a bit of nibble off the pitch. And, and the current version of that's actually probably more Josh Hazelwood. Um, interestingly, when Cullen was going through that awful run of injuries where it seemed that like every possible fast bowler injury was just ca- cascading from one into another, he actually went and worked with DK Lilly and they worked on like his run-up, his shoulders, his hip alignment, like real nerdy stuff, which they talk about in... I think Fox did it maybe like two years ago, a doco on Cummins, which is really interesting if people want to go watch. It's on YouTube. Um, what McGrath and Lily both have, though, that Cummins didn't is longevity. And it's probably in the last, only in the last four or five years, he's consistently been on the parks. Now he's really getting into that area where because of that consistent time on the ground, he's then had consistent success, which now players are actually starting to play the man and not the ball. And the best exponent of that was, was SK Warren, was Shane Warren. And Cummins is now feared by opposition batters as opposed to the actual delivery a lot of the time. And you look at the way he gets wickets, that, that, that shows that. Um, you're also, I think, I think, a bit of a product of your environment. And Cummins has been really lucky that he's come through a system at the same time as Lyon, Stark, and Hazelwood. Now, yes, Warren had McGrath, uh, sorry, McGrath had Warren, Lily had Thompson, but there weren't those extra two players, which, you know, Pressure at the other end just results in you having wickets as well. And, and Cummins has talked about that relationship with Lyon as well. That's a very, very, very long way of me saying. I think if Cummins keeps this up for another three years, maybe gets two more Ashes cycles in him, he could go past both of them. But I still think it's McGrath one, Lily two, Cummins three. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, I kind of have I have Cummins very close to Lily, and I think it's not quite there yet. But I think he honestly could be there by the end of the summer. Like if he takes five in the second innings here, then it, it, like it, it, that's how quickly this ascension's changing. I guess you've got to separate the captaincy stuff because we're talking bowlers. But at the same time, 
there's a another element to what Pat Cummins has done here, and he's kind of changed the way Australian cricketers or Australians look at captaincy, and they look at who is possible and eligible to be a captain. So that's going to go mm. on his resume. Yeah, and I've actually found it quite impressive that it's, it's almost like a running joke that he's got the golden arm, right? But it's when you then use the golden arm, and as a, as a captain when you know that you're potentially the one with a golden arm. And Cummins will never say that, obviously. But it's, at what time do you actually utilise that? And how long do you um, wait to, to bring yourself back on to bowl, knowing that you can have that sort of impact, like I mentioned before, of where players are actually a little bit fearful of you as opposed to um, the, the, the delivery you're going to bowl. And you can always tell when Cummins is really going for a wicket because that big hooping, almost comical and swinger comes into play. And he, he hits a hard length, a little bit of nibble away, a um, little bit of outswing, and then he'll probably like that hooping and swinging the one that he got Barbara's arm with yesterday, which yeah, so it's, it's almost like a um, like a, a half taped tennis ball that it swings that much. So um, yeah, he's. He's fantastic, man. He seems like such a, a great seller as well, which, as a New Zealand cricket fan, is funny to say uh, about an Australian cricket captain. So good looking. Um, Chappie, you, oh, you'd be down at... So you'd be down to, <laughs> head down to Eden Park to watch your beloved Aces. It's a really nice game of Super Smash cricket. It's actually just a great game of cricket. Aces, um, Firebirds today, there'll be plenty of black caps in action. And you had a long chat and a really interesting piece on Martin Guptill's thoughts on News Hub last night. So tell us more. Um, well, first of all, Aucklanders, if you are around, do go to the Outer Oval today because it's actually a beautiful day up here. Yeah, love it, actually. Well, the sun's out, but it's a little bit crisp still. At, what are we, 12 to 10? Um, yeah, nice. So, yeah, it's going to be a special day for Gut, obviously. Um, and, yeah, both those teams are <clears throat> stacked. Like, four. that's going to be a really fun game of cricket. Uh, I found it quite interesting. Um, well, first of all, obviously T20 franchise cricket is being prioritised over international cricket, right? And that is really concerning for for those of us that, that love the game. There's there's no arguing about that. The purest form of the game is being jeopardised and seen as less important. So that that's extremely worrying. What it was interesting to hear from Gut yesterday is that if he was still playing tests, he might be a bit more concerned. But there's no arguing, like, up has massively benefited from franchise teams for cricket and from freelancing by doing that. Like, he's been playing for Auckland recently. Next week, he goes to the UAE. He might then go do something else after that. Who knows? Um, it, I, I think we just need to probably accept, though, that this is where cricket is at. And, and it's been triggered by the big three of India, England, and Australia. And that's for nations like... South Africa, we've seen it with the West Indies for probably the last four or five years. And I really, really hope that New Zealand doesn't get to this state. And, and I'm relatively optimistic that under Scott Wienick's leadership as CEO that we won't get to that stage um, because he is someone that still loves test cricket and still loves seeing those wearing the fern, regardless of, of the black caps or the white ferns or whether it's underage level um, or, or A-level stuff. So... Yeah, it was almost though I think refreshing to hear from a former international cricketer because that's World Cup is now he hasn't played for New Zealand for fifteen months. Um, say that, yep, this is kind of just the state of the, the of play at the moment. Playing for your country is the most important thing, but 
you know, he kind of just isn't really sure on where he sits on it anymore because at, at the moment, it's just a matter of only time will tell. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, part of me is, like, thinking about being brave enough to defend South African cricket. <laughs> like, I, I actually, I think it's pretty nuanced, and I think this isn't an easy decision, sending this um, this weekend test set side here and, you know, all of the, the disrespecting cricket kind of rhetoric, you look at who it's coming from, and the, I think there probably is a lack of perspective, so... That's it's a big, big, meaty topic. We'll probably, well, maybe we'll get into it next week, Chappie. I need to give you this one. A little half volley on leg stump here. You you have redeemed yourself um, after the the infamous Super Smash launch of 2021 or 2022, <laughs> where you you bowled a leg side wide and it just it didn't yeah. look like a, a part time <laughs> cricketer. Um, you've come out. You've absolutely polled. You've taken middle stump out of the ground at the home of cricket at Cornwall Park there. And um, and then it's just made me think, how many wickets would you have sneered in Cape Town last night? 23 fell on the day. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think you could have taken a couple? Uh, well, first of all, I need Joe to send me the recording of you calling Cornwall home of cricket because as someone that's for many, many years said that, no, Hagley Oval is the home of cricket. Thank you for finally putting that. Much appreciated. Um, no South Africa, is it, ca- is it karma? Maybe. Um, who knows? This, this, this mob that might come that comes here might actually end up being better. So, um, having said that, South Africa did spank a very good Indian team in that first test and win by an ace. But yeah, man, that was you know what? It's just funny. It was just funny <laughs> to wake up and see that, wasn't it? <laughs> it's just funny. Oh, I was uh, and, watching it, <laughs> loving it. <laughs> yeah, I went to bed when they were <clears throat> I think South Africa was five down, uh, and then for India to lose the last six wickets without scoring and for 23 wickets to fall in the day. Like, if this was in India, we would be losing our minds at the state of a pitch. And because it's in South Africa, it's just funny. And this test genuinely might be done inside two days. And, yeah, it's probably still advantage India. You think with 36 runs to play with, which in this test could actually end up being enormous. But because of the two teams that are playing and where it is and how it happens, you know what? It's just funny, mate. Well, I agree. I love the, the ESPN Crick Info commentary. Um, the, the man of the match on day one, the uh, groundskeeper. That was the pitch curator, yeah. player of the day. 23 wickets on day one. Outstanding. What a record. Chappie, good to chat, mate. You can catch him at News Hub uh, on TV3 there. Does very good stuff across many a sport, but loves cricket, as you can tell. That is Alex Chapman. We are seven minutes away from 10. We'll wrap the hour after this.